Welcome to the podcast, Dreamy Cappuccino, where stories, musings, and memoirs fill your cup with inspiration. Get your headphones on, find your favorite chair, and close your eyes. It's time to hit the reset button, and for this hot, foamy cloud of caffeine to take you away on a journey into your imagination. It's time to wake up and go to dreamland. Maybe it is a troll hoover. The constant noise I'm hearing while sitting on the terrace in the garden is caused maybe by a troll hoover. Perhaps it has been invented by the extraterrestrials who want to capture the trolls for especially assigned tasks only trolls can do. And what's the deal, since the humans don't notice what's going on anyway? Most of them even can't see trolls, so why would it matter to them? Apart from that, everybody knows the sound of a hoover very well, and probably they assume that it must be caused by one of these women, being clearly a cleaning maniac. Once they get the hoover going, they won't stop for long very long time. You easily could bet at least ten horses on that. The woman and the hoover are chained to one another and together they maltreat the poor house. More precisely the floors and carpets of the victimized old house. On the other hand, maybe the house likes it and thinks, hmm, finally a massage again. The question is, does the woman give the house a good intense massage or does she hoover away the house's nervous system exhausting its adrenals that's the question the one would be good the other less good at least for the house or the soul of the house so to speak maybe one should investigate the matter do an inquiry is it good for houses and their souls when they are inhabited by a maniac for housework more precisely, a maniac for hoovering, or is it not? How to interrogate the houses in detail, I don't quite know. Perhaps one could recruit observers, like they did in the Scandinavian film Kitchen Stories, directed by Ben Harmer, where a company designing kitchens wanted to know how people used their kitchens what paths they walked within their kitchen and how they could make it even more functional. This is why they sent observers to those who agreed to partake in the inquiry, who then were sitting in a high chair in the kitchen without being allowed to interact in any way or form with the residents. Thus, an observer for the house, and one could develop especially designed hearing devices which are able to detect whether the house sighs in a satisfied, relieved manner, like when getting a massage, or rather is uttering cries for help, clenching its teeth, all tensed up like being with a dentist. When you're with a dentist, you can't be relaxed. It's impossible, unattainable. I still have to see the person whose muscles are so relaxed that he, she falls in asleep while being on the dentist's chair. So... If the house tenses, maybe the walls move a millimeter closer to each other, like muscles shortening when tense. 
Maybe the walls are the muscles of the house. That could well be. Where then the house's heart is would be another question. I would think listening to the heartbeat or pulse, you could also find out quite a bit whether it hastens or slows down. But this would be a case for experts. Would that be the architects? Or who are the doctors for the house? You can see that there are already quite a few complicated but relevant questions to be considered, really peculiar, that nobody so far has looked into this before. Female cleaning maniacs and the consequences for the house. Men don't seem to be affected by this cleaning mania as much, or hoovering mania, so to speak, but I don't mean to say that it can't happen with men as well. Surely that would be worth a study in itself. Men with cleaning or hoovering mania and their genetic predispositions. For example, men who hoover out of necessity. But usually a woman is behind that. This has to be said. Of course, another question is who invented the carpets? Without carpets, there wouldn't be a hoover. And who invented the hoover? Maybe both. The carpets and the hoover have been invented by men. So that the woman rather pays attention to the house, needing to be hoovered, but to schemes of the men. Well, of course it's all just a speculation in the end. I'm not a scientist, rather a speculator. And I tell you, they are needed as well. I really would love to set someone more precisely Several scientists on the case, respectively on the cases. Surely it would be very interesting to find out more. Now, back to the original problem. Let's assume that the continuous, undisrupted hoovering is bad for the house and it tenses up more and more, the nerves becoming exceedingly damaged in the course of the time. If this is the case, the house will become smaller in the long run. Hard to imagine, but it would, slowly but surely. And of course, there is the innate danger of a nervous breakdown. The implications are obvious. It'll simply collapse. Maybe too many people make the mistake to put the collapse down to the house's age, whilst the cause has been another one all the time. If this really would be the case, and the woman with the cleaning mania would come to know about this, she would have to change, surely. Most probably she, the hoover in the house, would need therapy. One could imagine a mediation between predator and victim, for example, by Rosenberg. Predators, in this case, are the woman in the hoover. Victim is the house. I think many things could be done, and pondering it further, I believe that through these thorough examinations, new professions with great potential could come into being. So, if all of this would be the case, and the woman with cleaning mania would succeed with the therapy, then, all of a sudden, everybody would ask themselves, 
where the continuous hoovering sounds are coming from, because now there shouldn't be any hoovering noises anymore. Then one would need to investigate the sounds, because there wouldn't be any more excuses. One would find out that the extraterrestrials are hoovering the trolls on the spur of the moment. There's still a few people left who can see trolls. We would also notice that the species troll is nearly extinct and rather soon won't exist on planet Earth anymore. Another relevant question is where the trolls are brought to and what happens to them after being hoovered. Of course, you have to ask yourself what trolls are actually good for and whether we want to keep them or whether it wouldn't matter if they altogether disappeared, taken by the extraterrestrials. Are there trolls' rights to be considered? What if they are enslaved? Could we simply watch, even though they wouldn't be of any other use for us? Surely the trolls don't come along voluntarily. Otherwise, they wouldn't need to be hoovered. That's a fact. Unfortunately, one of the few clues we have in this case, if you could call it that. I conclude with a final remark that the whole thing raises more questions than answers. Questions which all should be investigated, since questions are more important than answers. Those who have all the answers don't live amongst us anymore. I hope there will be soon some smart scientists who look after the whole dilemma, experts who don't mind to work through this labyrinth of questions. My task hereby has come to an end. I simply raised the questions. Nobody else dared to ask. After all, that's what speculators are here for.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Dreamy Cappuccino. The story you just heard can be found in Anya Kirsten's ebook, Inappropriate Colors, 12 Story Delights for the Wacky Mind. All stories are written and narrated by Anya Kirsten, with music composed by Chelsea Edwardson. To learn more about their work and creative opportunities, check out the info on the podcast channel and be sure to subscribe. Lastly, don't hesitate if you have a moment to drop a line and share your experience. See you soon when it's time for another dreamy cappuccino.